Matthew Henry's Commentary on the Whole Bible Ezra 8 This chapter gives us a more particular narrative of Ezra's journey to Jerusalem, of which we had a general account in the foregoing chapter 1. The company that went up with him, verses 1-20. 2. The solemn fast which he kept with his company, to implore God's presence with them in this journey, verses 21-23. 3. The care he took of the treasure he had with him, and the charge he gave concerning it to the priests, to whose custody he committed it, verses 24-30. 4. The care God took of him and his company in the way, verse 31. 5. Their safe arrival at Jerusalem, where they delivered their treasure to the priests, verses 32-34, their commissions to the king's lieutenants, verse 36, offered sacrifices to God, verse 35, and then applied to their business. The journey of Ezra and others, 457 BC. 1. These are now the chief of their fathers, and this is the genealogy of them that went up with me from Babylon, in the reign of Artaxerxes the king. 2. Of the sons of Phinehas, Gershom, of the sons of Ithamar, Daniel, of the sons of David, Hadish. 3. Of the sons of Shechaniah, of the sons of Farosh, Zechariah, and with him were reckoned by genealogy of the males a hundred and fifty. 4. Of the sons of Pahath Moab, Elihini the son of Zerahiah, and with him two hundred males. 5. Of the sons of Shechaniah, the son of Jehaziel, and with him three hundred males. 6. Of the sons also of Aden, Ebed the son of Jonathan, and with him fifty males. 7. And of the sons of Elam, Jeshaiah the son of Athaliah, and with him seventy males. 8. And of the sons of Shephatiah, Zebediah the son of Michael, and with him fourscore males. 9. Of the sons of Joab, Obadiah the son of Jehiel, and with him two hundred and eighteen males. 10. And of the sons of Shelemith, the son of Josiphia, and with him a hundred and threescore males. 11. And of the sons of Bibai, Zechariah the son of Bibai, and with him twenty and eight males. 12. And of the sons of Asgad, Johanan the son of Hakatan, and with him a hundred and ten males. 13. And of the last sons of Adonicum, whose names are these, Eliphalet, Jeel, and Shemaiah, and with them threescore males. 14. Of the sons also of Bigvi, Uthai, and Zabbud, and with them seventy males. 15. And I gathered them together to the river that runneth to Ahava, and there abode we in tents three days, and I viewed the people, and the priests, and found there none of the sons of Levi. 16. Then sent I for Eleazar, for Ariel, for Shemaiah, and for Elnathan, and for Jerob, and for Elnathan, and for Nathan, and for Zechariah, and for Meshullam, chief men, also for Joyrib, and for Elnathan, men of understanding. 17 And I sent them with commandment unto Ido the chief at the place Cassiphia, and I told them what they should say unto Ido, and to his brethren the Nethanims, at the place Cassiphia, that they should bring unto us ministers for the house of our God. 18 And by the good, good hand of our God upon us they brought us a man of understanding, of the sons of Mali, the son of Levi, the son of Israel, and Sherebiah, with his sons and his brethren, 18. 19 and Hashabiah, and with him Jeshiah of the sons of Merari, his brethren, and their sons, 20, 20 also of the Nethanims, whom David and the princes had appointed for the service of the Levites, 220 Nethanims, all of them were expressed by name. Ezra, having received his commission from the king, beats up for volunteers, as it were, sets up an ensign to assemble the outcasts of Israel and the dispersed of Judah, Isaiah 11 verse 12. Whoever of the sons of Shaun, that swell with the daughters of Babylon, is disposed to go to Jerusalem, now that the temple there is finished and the temple service set a going, now is their time. Now one would think that under such a leader, with such encouragements, all the Jews should at length have shaken themselves from their dust, and loosed the bands of their neck, according to that call, Isaiah 52 verses 1 and 2, etc.
I wonder how any of them could read that chapter and yet stay behind. But multitudes did. They loved their ease better than their religion, thought themselves well off where they were, and either believed not that Jerusalem would better their condition or durst not go thither through any difficulties. But here we are told. 1. That some offered themselves willingly to go with Ezra. The heads of the several families are here named, for their honor, and the numbers of the males that each brought in, amounting in all to 1496. Two priests are named, verse 2, and one of the sons of David, but, it should seem, they came without their families, probably intending to see how they liked Jerusalem, and then either to send for their families or return to them as they saw cause. Several of their families or clans, here named, we had before, chapter 2. Some went up from them at that time, more went up now, as God, God inclined their hearts, some were called into the vineyard at the third hour, others not till the eleventh, yet even those were not rejected. But here we read of the last sons of Adonicum, verse 13, which some understand to their dispraise, that they were the last that enlisted themselves under Ezra, I rather understand it to their honor, that now all the sons of that family returned and none stayed behind. 2. That the Levites who went in this company were in a manner pressed into the service. Ezra appointed a general rendezvous of all his company at a certain place upon New Year's Day, the first day of the first month. Chapter 7 verse 9. Then and there he took a view of them, and mustered them, and, which was strange, found there none of the sons of Levi, verse 15. Some priests there were, but no others that were Levites. Where was the spirit of that sacred tribe? Ezra, a priest, like Moses proclaims, who is on the Lord's side. They, unlike to Levi, shrink, and desire to abide among the sheepfolds to hear the bleedings of the flock. Synagogues we suppose they had in Babylon, in which they prayed, and preached, and kept Sabbaths, and, when they could not have better, they had reason to be thankful for them, but now that the temple at Jerusalem was opened, to the service of which they were ordained, they ought to have preferred the gates of Zion before all those synagogues. It is upon record here, to their reproach, but tell it not in Gath. Ezra, when he observed that he had no Levites in his retinue, was much at a loss. He had money enough for the service of the temple, but wanted men. The king and princes had more than done their part, but the sons of Levi had not half done theirs. Eleven men, chief men, and men of understanding, he chooses out of his company, to be employed for the filling up of this lamentable vacancy, and here we are informed, one. Of their being sent. Ezra sent them to a proper place, where there is a college of Levites, the place Casiphia, probably a street or square in Babylon allowed for that purpose silver street one may call it, for Cicephs signifies silver. He sent them to a proper person, to Ido, the chief president of the college, not to urge him to come himself, we will suppose him to be old and unfit for such a remove, but to send some of the juniors, ministers for the house of our God, verse 17. The furnishing of God's house with good ministers is a good work, which will redound to the comfort and credit of all that have a hand in it. 2. Of their success. They did not return without their errand, but though the warning was short, they brought about forty Levites to attend Ezra, Sherebiah, noted as a very intelligent man in 18 with him, verse 18. Hashabiah and Jeshaya and twenty with them, verse 19. By this it appears that they were not averse to go, but were slothful and inattentive, and only wanted to be called upon and excited to go. What a pity it is that good men should omit a good work, merely for want of being spoken to. What a pity that they should need it, but, if they do, what a pity that they should be left without it. Of the Nethanim, the servitors of the sacred college, the species in Phima the, low, the lowest order of the temple ministers, more appeared forward to go than of the Levites themselves. Of them two hundred and twenty, upon this hasty summons, enlisted themselves, and had the honor to be expressed by name in Ezra's muster roll, verse 20. 
Thus, says Ezra, were we furnished with Levites, by the good hand of our God upon us. If, where ministers have been wanting, the vacancies are well supplied, let God have the glory, and His good hand be acknowledged as qualifying them for the service, inclining them to it, and then opening a door of opportunity for them. Ezra's Fast, 457 BC 21 Then I proclaimed a fast there, at the river of Ahava, that we might afflict ourselves before our God, to seek of Him a right way for us, and for our little ones, and for all our substance. 22 For I was ashamed, ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way, because we had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him, but his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him. 23 So we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. Ezra has procured Levites to go along with him, but what will that avail, unless he have God with him? That is therefore his chief care. In all our ways we must acknowledge God, and in those particularly wherein we are endeavoring to serve the interest of his kingdom among men. Ezra does so here. Observe. 1. The steadfast confidence he had in God and in his gracious protection. He told the king, verse 22, what principles he went upon, that those who seek God are safe under the shadow of his wings, even in their greatest dangers, but that those who forsake him are continually exposed, even when they are most secure. God's servants have his power engaged for them, his enemies have it engaged against them. This Ezra believed with his heart, and with his mouth made confession of it before the king, and therefore he was ashamed to ask of the king a convoy, lest thereby he should give occasion to the king, and those about him, to suspect either God's power to help his people or Ezra's confidence in that power. Those that trust in God and triumph in him, will be ashamed of seeking to the creature for protection, especially of using any sorry shifts for their own safety, because thereby they contradict themselves themselves, and their own confidence. Not but that those who depend upon God must use proper means for their preservation, and they need not be ashamed to do so, but when the honor of God is concerned, one would rather expose oneself than do anything to the prejudice of that, which ought to be dearer to us than our lives. 2. The solemn application he made to God in that confidence, he proclaimed a fast, verse 21. No doubt he had himself begged of God direction in this affair from the first time he had it in his thoughts, but for public mercies public prayers must be made that all who are to share in the comfort of them may join in the request for them. Their fasting was, one, to express their humiliation. This he declares to be the intent and meaning of it. That we might afflict ourselves before our God for our sins, and so be qualified for the pardon of them. When we are entering upon any new condition of life our care should be to bring none of the guilt of the sins of our former condition into it. When we are in any imminent peril let us be sure to make our peace with God, and then we are safe nothing can do us any real hurt. 2. To excite their supplications. Prayer was always joined with religious fasting. Their errand to the throne of grace was to seek of God the right way, that is, to commit themselves to the guidance of the divine providence, to put themselves under the divine protection, and to beg of God to guide and keep them in their journey and bring them safely to their journey's end. They were strangers in the road, were to march through their enemies' countries, and had not a pillar of cloud and fire to lead them, as their fathers had but they believed that the power and favor of God, and the ministration of his angels, would be to them instead of that, and hoped by prayer to obtain divine assistance. Note, all our concerns about ourselves, our families, and our estates, it is our wisdom and duty, duty by prayer to commit to God, and leave the care of with him, Philippians 4 verse 6. 3. The good success of their doing so, verse 23 We besought our God by joint prayer, and he was entreated of us. They had some comfortable assurance in their own minds that their prayers were answered and the event declared it, for never any that sought God in earnest sought him in vain.
Ezra's care of the temple treasure, 457 BC. 24 Then I separated twelve of the chief of the priests, Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and ten of their brethren with them, 25, and weighed unto them the silver, and the gold, and the vessels, even the offering of the house of our God, which the king, and his counselors, and his lords, and all Israel there present, had offered. 26 I even weighed unto their hands six hundred and fifty talents of silver, and silver vessels a hundred talents, and of gold a hundred talents. 27 Also twenty basins of gold of a thousand drams, and two vessels of fine copper, precious as gold. 28 And I said unto them, Ye are holy unto the Lord, the vessels are holy also, and the silver and the gold are a freewill offering unto the Lord God of your fathers. 29 Watch ye, and keep them, until ye weigh them before the chief of the priests, and the Levites, and chief of the fathers of Israel, at Jerusalem, in the chambers of the house of the Lord. 30 So took the priests and the Levites the weight of the silver, and the gold, and the vessels, to bring them to Jerusalem unto the house of our God. We have here an account of the particular care which Ezra took of the treasure he had with him, that belonged to God's sanctuary, observe 1. Having committed the keeping of it to God, he committed the keeping of it to proper men, whose business it was to watch it, though without God they would have waked in vain. Note, our prayers must always be seconded with our endeavors, the care of Christ's gospel, his church, and ordinances, must not be so left with him, but that it must also be committed to faithful men, 2 Timothy 2 verse 2. 2. Having prayed to God to preserve all the substance they had with them, he shows himself especially solicitous for that part of it which belonged to the house of God and was an offering to him. Do we expect that God should, by his providence, keep that which belongs to us? Let us, by his grace, keep that which belongs to him. Let God's honor and interest be our care, and then we may expect that our lives and comforts will be his. Observe, 1. The persons to whom he delivered the offerings of the house of God. Twelve chief priests, and as many Levites, he appointed to this trust, verses 24 and 30, who were bound by their office to take care of the things of God, and were in a particular manner to have the benefit of these sacred treasures. Ezra tells them why he put those things into their hands, verse 28 You are holy unto the Lord, the vessels are holy also, and who so fit to take care of holy things as holy persons. Those that have the dignity and honor of the priesthood must take along with them the trust and duty of it. The prophet is foretelling the return of God's people and ministers out of Babylon when he gives the solemn charge, Isaiah 52 verse 11, Be you clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. 2. The great exactness with which he lodged this trust in their hands, he weighed to them the silver, the gold, and the vessels, verse 25, because he expected to have it from them again by weight. In all trust, but especially sacred ones, we ought to be punctual and preserve a right understanding on both sides. In Zerubbabel's time the vessels were delivered by number, here by weight, that all might be forthcoming, and it might easily appear if any were missing, to intimate that such as are entrusted with holy things, as all the stewards of the mysteries of God are, are concerned to remember, both in receiving their trust and in discharging it, that they must shortly give a very particular account of it, that they may be faithful to it, and so give up their, their account with joy. 3. The charge he gave them with these treasures, verse 29 Watch you, and keep them, that they be not lost, nor embezzled, nor mingled with the other articles. Keep them together, keep them by themselves, keep them safely, till you weigh them in the temple, before the great men there, hereby intimating how much it was their concern to be careful and faithful, and how much it would be their honor to be found so. Thus when Paul charges Timothy with the gospel treasure he bids him keep it until the appearing of Jesus Christ, and his appearing before him to give account of his trust, when his fidelity would be his crown. Ezra's arrival at Jerusalem, 457 BC.
31 Then we departed from the river of Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month, to go unto Jerusalem, and the hand of our God was upon us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy, and of such as lay in wait by the way. 32 And we came to Jerusalem, and abode there three days. 33 Now on the fourth day was the silver and the gold, and the vessels weighed in the house of our God by the hand of Mirmoth the son of Uriah the priest, and with him was Eleazar the son of Phinehas, and with them was Josabad the son of Jeshua, and Noadiah the son of Binui, Levites, 34 by number, and by weight of every one, and all the weight was written at that time. 35 Also the children of those that had been carried away, which were come out of the captivity, offered burnt offerings unto the God of Israel, twelve bullocks for all Israel, ninety and six rams, seventy and seven lambs, twelve he goats for a sin offering, all this was a burnt, burnt offering unto the Lord. 36 And they delivered the king's commissions unto the king's lieutenants, and to the governors on this side the river, and they furthered the people, and the house of God. We are now to attend Ezra to Jerusalem, a journey of about four months in all, but his multitude made his marches slow and his stages short. Now here we are told. 1. That his God was good, and he acknowledged his goodness, the hand of our God was upon us, to animate us for our undertaking. To him they owed it, 1. That they were preserved in their journey, and not all cut off, for there were enemies that laid wait for them by the way to do them a mischief, or at least, like Amalek, to smite the hindmost of them, but God protected them, verse 31. Even the common perils of journeys are such as oblige us to sanctify our going out with prayer, and our returns in peace with praise and thanksgiving, much more ought God to be thus eyed in such a dangerous expedition as this was. 2. That they were brought in safety to their journey's end, verse 32. Let those that have steadfastly set their faces towards the new Jerusalem proceed and persevere to the end, end till they appear before God in Zion, and they shall find that he who has begun the good work will perform it. 2. That his treasurers were faithful. When they had come to Jerusalem they were impatient to be discharged of their trust, and therefore applied to the great men of the temple, who received it from them, and gave them an acquittance in full, verses 33 and 34. It is a great ease to one's mind to be discharged from a trust, and a great honor to one's name to be able to make it appear that it has been faithfully discharged. 3. That his companions were devout. As soon as they came to be near the altar they thought themselves obliged to offer sacrifice, whatever they had done in Babylon, verse 35. That will be dispensed with when we want opportunity which when the door is open again will be expected from us. It is observable, 1. That among their sacrifices they had a sin offering, for it is the atonement that sweetens and secures every mercy to us, which will not be truly comfortable unless iniquity be taken away and our peace made with God. 2. That the number of their offerings related to the number of the tribes, twelve bullocks, twelve he-goats, and ninety-six rams, that is, eight times twelve, intimating the union of the two kingdoms, according to what was foretold, Ezekiel 37 verse 22. They did not any longer go two tribes one way and ten another, but all the twelve met by their representatives at the same altar. For that even the enemies of the Jews became their friends, vowed to Ezra's commission, and, instead of hindering the people of God, furthered them, verse 36, purely in complaisance to the king, when he appeared moderate they all coveted to appear so too. Then had the churches rest.